Hello and welcome to LDS Faith. Let's talk faith with Josh Hawes. Hello and welcome. Welcome to another episode. Um, just wanted to say thanks again for everyone that has been listening and continue to listen. Uh, your support is greatly appreciated. If you want to support this podcast even more, please go to anchor.fm forward slash josh dash Hawes forward slash support. Um, I would greatly appreciate that. And like I said, I want to be able to take this far and do great things with this podcast. Um, We are going to dive into the atonement today. Um, We talked about the life of Christ, why he came, and what his mission was. Um, Part of that mission was to come and be crucified and uh, provide a way back to our our Heavenly Father. Uh, He came into the world to be crucified for all of us and to bear all of our sins. Um, he came to sanctify the world and cleanse it from all unrighteousness um, that we that we all might may be saved. Um, his great sacrifice <clears throat> that he made for us, um, and his death. So his death, his praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, is called the atonement. One thing that I like to think about the atonement is um, the spelling. It's A-T-O-N-E-M-E-N-T. If you put a dash um, after the T, after the E, you have at one mint. And you're always thinking to yourself, well, what does at one mint mean? Um, Mint is a Hebrew word for with God. Translated into English means with God. So if you take out the mint and replace it with the English translation, it says at one with God. So the atonement is making us at one with God or our Heavenly Father. Um, This important event is the most important thing that has ever occurred in the history of mankind. It is the biggest thing that I am grateful for. Um, it, It is expedient in Alma... Chapter 34, verse 9 says, For it is expedient that an atonement should be made, for according to the great plan of the eternal God, there must be an atonement made, or or else all mankind must unavoidably perish. Yea, all are fallen and are lost, and must perish except it be through the atonement. So if it wasn't for Christ atoning for our sins, being crucified so that way we can uh, have eternal life, we all would perish. So this was part of Heavenly Father's plan. Um, so this brings us, let's, we're going to go step back a little bit to the fall of Adam. So we talked about how Adam fell uh, because he took he partook of the fruit of the tree of, of good and evil. Um, so he fell. He brought two kinds of deaths um, into the world. He brought, he brought physical and spiritual death. Um, just to recap, physical death is a separation of the body and the spirit. And spiritual death is a separation from God. Um, if these two deaths had not been overcome by Christ, or yeah, if these two kinds of death had not been overcome by Christ's atonement, two consequences would have resulted. 
one, our bodies and our spirits would have been separated forever, and we could not have lived again with our Heavenly Father. But how wise our Heavenly Father is, He prepared a wonderful plan to save us from physical and spiritual death. He planned for a Savior to come, Christ, to come to earth to redeem us for our sins and from death. Because we're all human, we have weaknesses, we all sin, um, we cannot ransom ourselves. The only one that could ransom us all or redeem us all and to make us all sinless was Christ. So why was the only why was Christ the only one to who who could atone for our sins? There are several reasons why that he could. Um, for one reason, he is the one that Heavenly Father chose. Um, you know how we we were all preordained or pre-chosen to do great things in this world. Heavenly Father preordained Christ to be our Savior. Christ said in John. I lay down my life that I might take it up again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down for myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. That's in John chapter 10, 17 and 18. Um, he also qualified to be our Savior because he is the only person who has ever lived on earth who did not sin. This made him a worthy sacrifice to pay for our sins to others. So he's the only one who hasn't sinned. All the rest of us weren't perfect. We sin every single day. We live in sin. It's hard not to sin. The Savior atoned for our sins by <clears throat> sorry, um, suffering in Gethsemane and by giving his life on the cross. Um, it's kind of hard to picture how much he suffered, uh, but to put it in a, I, and to put it in a way that makes me really think about it. And it also talks about, about it in the scriptures. He suffered so much agony when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane that it caused him to bleed from every pore. Um, so if you imagine every pore from his body, uh, he bled from because there's so much pain that he felt. Um, and after the Garden of Gethsemane... Um, he then was betrayed by, I believe, one of the apostles, Judas, um, who took him or who brought the guards to him while he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Then they took him, um, took him away. Um, and after that, he hung on the cross and he suffered a very painful death by one of the most cruel methods known to man. And that was by being hung on the cross. Um, so you think... How, so how does he love us to suffer so much spiritual and physical agony for our sake? How great the love of Heavenly Father that he would send his only begotten son to suffer and die for the rest of his children. But it talks about in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but, give, but have everlasting life. Jesus loved us so much that he wanted us to return and, and return home that he gave up his own life so that way we could do so. On the third day after uh, his crucifixion, Christ took up his body again and knowing that is knowing the uh, being called the resurrection. And he was the first person to be resurrected. Um, when his friends <clears throat> and Mary, when all they, when they went to go seek him, 
The angels who guarded his tomb said, He is not there, for he is risen. That's in Matthew chapter 28, uh, verse 6. His spirit had re-entered his body, never to be separated again. Um, thus, he, came over, he, uh, he overcame physical death because of that. Because of his atonement, everyone on this earth will be resurrected. Um, and that's in 1 Corinthians in the New Testament, chapter 15, 21 through 22. For since by man came <clears throat> death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even, in so, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So because Christ rose, that gift is gifted to everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. If you step foot on this earth, you are guaranteed to be resurrected. Um, and when he, when he died, <clears throat> he overcame physical death. Um, Alma, chapter 11, verse 45, talks about... Go here real quick. says, Now behold, I have spoken unto you concerning the death of the mortal body, and also concerning the resurrection of the mortal body. I say unto you that this mortal body is raised from an immortal body that is raised from death, even from the first death unto life, that, that they can die no more, their spirits uniting with their bodies never to be divided, thus the whole becoming spiritual and immortal, that they can no more see corruption. This condition, when we're resurrected, is called immortality. All people who have ever lived, like I said, will be resurrected, both old, young, uh, both bond and free, both male, female, both the wicked and the righteous, will all be resurrected. It's a free gift that Christ w uh, gave to all of us. Um, his atonement also makes it possible for us to overcome spiritual death. So we talked about the physical aspect of it. Now let's talk about the spiritual. Um, although all people will, will be resurrected, only those who accept the atonement will be saved from spiritual death. We accept his atonement by placing our faith in him and through his faith we then repent of our sins, we are baptized, we receive the Holy Ghost, and obey His commandments. Um, we become His disciples when we are worthy to receive His Spirit and um, to have that with us. We <clears throat> share the message, um, we help people come unto Christ. Um, we are then forgiven and cleansed from, from sin when we accept the atonement and we repent daily and we continue to have faith on Him. And and we are preparing ourselves to return and live forever with our Heavenly Father. So if, we, so if you think about it, the atonement we got to accept. we got to have faith in Jesus Christ. We must be baptized and we must uh, have the Holy Ghost. But then you think to yourself, then, if we live in sin, why then do we need the... Um, or how would we be able to live with our Heavenly Father if we live in sin? Well, that's a great thing about the atonement. The atonement we can use every single day. Um, it's, a, it's for us to use every single day. I, I know I'm not perfect, um, and I use it every single day um, because I want to be um, a worthy son. I want to be able to have the, His Spirit to be with me. Um the Savior tells us, For behold, I, God, have suffered these things for all, that they may not suffer even as I. Christ did his part to atone for our sins. To make his atonement fully effective in our lives, we must strive to obey him and repent of our sins. Uh, President Boyd K. Packer 
who was uh, <clears throat> who was in the Twelve Apostles, he gave an illustration to show how Christ's atonement makes it possible um, to be saved from, from sin if we do our part. Uh, he says, There was once a man who wanted something very much. It seemed more important than anything else in his life. In order for him to have his desire, he incurred a great debt. He had been warned about going into that that much debt and uh, particularly about his creditor, but it seemed so important for him to do what he wanted to do and have what he wanted right now. He was sure he could pay for it later. So he signed a contract. He would pay it off sometime, sometime along the way. He didn't worry too much about it, for the due date seemed such a long time away. He wanted what he, what he wanted now, and that was what seemed important. The creditor was always somewhere in the back of his mind, that he made a token. He made token payments now and again, thinking somehow that one day of reckoning would really, would never come. <clears throat> but that, but as it always does, the day came, and the contract fell due. The debt had not been fully paid. His creditor appeared and demanded full payment. Only then did he realize that his creditor not only had the power to repossess all that he owned, but but the power to cast him into prison as well. I cannot pay you, for I have not the power to do so, he confessed. Then, said the creditor, we will exercise the contract, take your possessions, and you shall go to prison. You agreed to that. It was your choice. You signed the contract, and now it must be enforced. Can you not extend the time or forgive the debt? He begged. Arrange some way for me to keep what I have and not go to prison? Surely you believe in mercy. Will you not show mercy? The creditor replied, mercy is always so one-sided. It would, it would serve only you. If I show mercy to you, it will leave me unpaid. It is justice I demand. Do you believe in justice? I believe in justice when I sign the contract, the debtor said. It was, only my, my, it was on my side then, for I thought it would protect me. I did not need mercy then, nor I think should I need it ever. Justice, I thought, would serve both us equally as well. It is justice that demands that you pay the contract. Or suffer the penalty, the creditor replied. That is the law. You have agreed to it, and it is the way it must be. Mercy cannot rob justice. There there they were, one meeting out justice, the other pleading for mercy. Neither could prevail except at the expense of the other. If you could not forgive the debt, there would be no mercy, the, the debtor replied. If I do, there will be no justice, was the reply. Both laws, it seemed, could not be served. There are two eternal ideas that appear to contradict one another. Is there no way for justice to be fully served in mercy also? There is a way. The law of justice can be fully satisfied and mercy can be fully extended. But it takes someone else. It also, And so it happened this time. The debtor had a friend who he came to help. He knew the debtor well. He knew him to be short-sighted. He thought him foolish to have gotten himself into such predicament. Nevertheless, he wanted to help because he loved him. He stepped between them, faced the creditor, and made his, made this offer. I will pay the debt if you'll free the debtor from his contract so that he may keep his possessions and not go to prison. As the creditor was pondering the offer, the, the mediator added, You demanded justice, though it cannot pay you. I will do so. You will have to be justly dealt with and can ask no more. It would be It would not be just. And so the creditor agreed. The mediator turned then to the debtor. If I pay your debt, you will you accept me as your creditor? Oh, yes, yes, cried the debtor. You save me from prison and show me mercy. Oh, and, and show mercy to me. Then said the benefactor, 
you will pay the debt to me and I will see that and I will set the terms. It will not be easy, but it will be possible. I will provide a way you need not go to prison. And so it was that the creditor was paid in full. He had been justly dealt with. No contract had been broken. The debtor, in turn, had been extended mercy. Both laws stood for fulfilled because there was a mediator. Justice had claimed its full share, and mercy was fully satisfied. I love that story. Because our sins <clears throat> are, are our spiritual debts. Without Christ, who is our Savior and mediator... We would pay. We would all pay for our sins by suffering spiritual death. But because of him, we will, we will keep his terms, which are to repent and keep his commandments. We may return to live with our heavenly Father. It is, it, it is wonderful that Christ had had provided this, uh, this to us a a way to be healed from our sins. He said, Christ said, Behold, I came unto the world to save the world from sin. In 3 Nephi, it says, Therefore, whoso repenteth and cometh unto me as a little child, him will I receive. For of such is the kingdom of God. Behold, for such I have laid down my life and have taken up again. Um, therefore, repent and come unto my ends of the earth and be saved. I strongly believe in the atonement. Um, I, have, I have used it. I continue to use it, and I will always use it. Because I know that I want to live with my family um, for eternity. I want to live with uh, Heavenly Father and our Savior. Um, but thanks. That's all I have. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, again, if you like what you hear and want to continue to hear more and want this, you know, this project to go far like I want it to, uh, please go to anchor.fm forward slash josh dash haws forward slash support. And support it in another way. Share it, like it, comment. Um, please leave me comments if you want to hear more or stuff you want to chime in on. If you want your voices to be heard, get in contact with me. And we'll catch you guys next time.